0: Welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be.
1: Hey, everyone. This is Chris, and welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to help you be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. And I'm really excited today to be able to to talk with Michelle Travis. And Michelle Travis is a professor of law at the University of San Francisco School of Law where she serves as the co-director of USF's Labor and Employment Law Program. An expert on employment discrimination law as well as her research focuses on sex discrimination, gender stereotypes, work-family balance and disability discrimination in the workplace. Now, all of those pieces, you might say, well, why do we have a lawyer on the on this? And it's important to have lawyers on this, but even beyond that, Michelle is the author of a newer book. I'm not gonna say brand new book because it's been out for just a little bit, but a newer book called Dads for Daughters: How Fathers Can Give Their Daughters a Better, Brighter, Fairer Future. I just finished reading this book, and I'm gonna say listening to this book because I actually listened to the audiobook and it was an amazing read. It was an opportunity for me to be able to hear from a ton of other fathers about what they were doing to really break down some barriers for their own daughters and other women in the workplace, but even beyond that in society. So we're going to talk about that today, learn a little bit more about Michelle, but we're also going to delve a bit deeper and talk about some of these things that that Michelle found in her book. So Michelle, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here to chat with you. It's my pleasure to have you here. And we always start our interviews with an opportunity to delve a little bit deeper into you as a parent. I know you're a parent of two daughters, just like me. I'm a father of two daughters and our kids are very similar ages. So first and foremost, as a mother, I want you to think back, think back to that first moment when you found out that you were going to be a mother to a daughter. What was your reaction?
0: I have to say that I was just awestruck and inspired but also at the same time feeling an enormous sense of responsibility, but also hope and joy, all of those things mixed in together.
1: I think that even uh, fathers feel the same way. You know, When when we go through this this process of of becoming fathers, I know for myself, when I found out that I was going to be a father to a daughter, I mean, I was an only child growing up. So I didn't have that sense of growing up with other siblings and having to learn not only about raising a daughter, but having to learn about being a a father to another child because of not being in an environment where other children were when I was growing up. So there is that sense of responsibility that I think that a father of a daughter has. And I think you capture that well in the book that that you've written too. Now, what would you say has been the hardest part for you in being a mother to a daughter? (laughs) I
0: think, the hardest part is knowing from personal experience, the unique challenges that girls and women face um, as they head out into the world. And on the one side, wanting to instill in my daughters this sense of confidence and belief that they can and do anything that they want, but also knowing that in reality, there's actually a lot of barriers um, still in our society, Um, barriers in terms of deeply ingrained gender stereotypes that message to our girls what is appropriate role, what's not an appropriate role, that um, limit some of their opportunities, that set pay at a lower rate than for men. And sort of knowing those limitations, those barriers that are out there is probably the hardest, most difficult part because you really, really, and I'm sure this is true of so many dads now, want your daughters to be able to just Chase their dreams um, with tenacity and and achieve anything they want, but knowing that the reality poses a lot of unique challenges for girls and women is a struggle, right? How to balance that?
1: It is a struggle, and it's a it's it's definitely a struggle in many different ways. Now, what would you say? And in, in in what you just said, may be the answer to this next question. But but I always like to follow up my one I just asked with this, which is, what would you say is then is your biggest fear in raising a daughter today?
0: I think my biggest fear in raising a daughter is feeling like she will be limited in her choices for things that are outside of her control. And I think I would actually have the same fear with a son because when we talk about gender stereotypes and role expectations, they limit Boys in in really important ways in the same way they limit girls, right? Different expectations, but both constricting, both limiting on really being able to be your authentic self. And that's my biggest fear is to have this sense that, my child, uh, my daughter in particular, won't get to feel like she can just fully be her authentic self, whatever it is that, that means to her, and be embraced for that.
1: I think every parent wants their child to be able to find that for themselves. and And I think sometimes as a parent, it's difficult to be able to step back and be able to allow for them to find that for themselves without getting too involved. I know it is for fathers, you know, in my own perspective, you know, a lot of times men are fixers and, you know, we want to help in any way that we can. And sometimes as dads, we have to step back and allow for things to happen with some intervention and be able to guide along the way. And that's not always an easy thing to do. I'm gonna say
0: it's against our nature in that sense. The wanting to fix I think is a universal parenting goal. And and one of the things that I found in in talking with dads of daughters who were learning so much about being engaged fathers is that they learn far more when they just sit back and listen than when they step in to give advice. And that listening is itself a really powerful form of um, important parenting. Um, And I think we all can learn that difficult often challenging lesson.
1: I want to jump into the book with you a little bit and and let's I want to talk a little bit about the the genesis of this book. What was it about this topic? And I know that one of the topics that that you study and that you research in law is on on gender aspects and gender equality. But what was it specifically about the relationship between a father and a daughter that encouraged you or pushed you to take the time to write this book? Because it's not an easy thing to do. I, As a, as a as an author myself, I know it takes time, it takes effort, and it takes a lot of passion to get your book done. So, so talk to me about that.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for asking this question because it, it's an interesting project for a mom of daughters to write a book about dads of daughters and the amazing things that dads are doing to support gender equality for our next generation of girls. So there was a couple of paths that brought me to this project. As you said, I'm a law professor by day, and I've been studying gender equality for decades. And as I was engaged in that work as a law professor, I realized that there was a lot of times when I was sitting in a room with a lot of women talking to other women. And that the advice women were getting were always about what women needed to do, you know, negotiate more, lean in, speak up. And I realized that we were missing an enormous opportunity to be engaging with the other half of the important people in girls' and women's lives, right? With their fathers, with their spouses, with the leaders of our communities and our workplaces. And so I decided I really needed to focus more on engaging men in conversations about gender equality. Um, And so how to do that, How, how to go about doing that? Well, as I was having this sort of professional realization, I started um, seeing the effect that my own two daughters had on my husband. And um, my husband is a lawyer. He runs a large law firm. And I will say long before we had daughters, as someone who studies gender equality, I always had his ear about the importance of gender equality issues. And I will say that he always agreed with gender equality as a goal, an abstract goal. but. I don't think that until we had daughters, he ever really fully internalized both a sense of personal responsibility and a sense of personal power that he could make a difference in moving the needle towards gender equality. But when we had daughters, I will say things really changed his, his stated commitment towards gender equality turned into what I would call an urgency to act. He suddenly thought gender equality has to be achievable um, and I have a role to play. Um, And when I saw that happening, I started thinking, that dads of daughters, something about this relationship is really powerful in thinking about equality. And I wondered if his experience was really unique. Um, And so I started doing a little research and really discovered that there's something quite universally powerful about the father-daughter relationship and gender equality work. So when dads have a daughter, particularly a firstborn daughter, they tend to become more supportive of anti-discrimination laws, equal pay policies, sexual harassment enforcement, and they tend to become less supportive of traditional gender roles. And as I continued to research, I discovered that these tendencies that happen when men have daughters are having really important effects. Companies that are run by CEOs who are dads of daughters, for example, have a smaller gender pay gap than companies run by other men. Business leaders who are dads of daughters tend to be more outspoken advocates for women leadership in their companies. Judges who are dads of daughters tend to rule in favor of women in sex discrimination cases more often. And as I discovered this, I thought, there's something very powerful that needs to be tapped into here. And these tendencies seem to be happening without you know, a conscious agenda. These were just the result of shifts in perspective that happen when men have a daughter. And I thought, what if we tapped into this in a more um, conscious way? What if we really actively invited dads of daughters to step in and think about their role as leaders in advancing gender equality? What would that look like? What could we accomplish? And then I started interviewing dads of daughters and that's when I knew I had to write this book uh, because hearing the stories of dedicated dads engaged in their daughters' lives and connecting their hopes for their own daughters with um, the goals of gender equality wanting to share dad's stories with other dads that's what really made me decide this book had to happen
1: now you talked to a lot of really amazing people in this book i mean some that have either had a pinnacle position in a large corporation to organizations that are working to change the dynamic of these conversations and really engaging people on in different aspects how did you find all of these individuals and Which of the interviews in this book was most eye-opening for you?
0: Yeah, this was really interesting to find dads of daughters. Most frequently, once I talked to one dad, they often had a story of another dad. I would say, is there other people that I should be talking to? And they would say, I know this other dad of a daughter who's done this in another arena. And he's not talking about it but I know he did this so I would reach out to them Um, so there was sort of this dad's leading me to other dads um, that helped me find a lot of these individuals Um, and I will say the interviews range as you said from company CEOs down to individuals who are really just making differences day to day with small actions at home in the way they choose to say pick media and books that they have their daughters read right so you don't have to be a CEO CEO to make a really big impact when it comes to gender equality? I would say this is always the hardest question I get, which is sort of what was the most eye-opening or interesting dad story in the book because there's so many fabulous stories. I think I'd like to share To One that I love was a story about a dad of daughter named Herb Dempsey, who I didn't get to interview personally. I heard about him through um, other sources. And Herb had um, five kids, a number of daughters. He was actually retired from being a teacher and a police officer. And he was spending his retirement watching his daughters um, compete in sports. And he was sitting on a bleacher one day, um, watching one of his daughters play a junior high soccer game. And it was pouring rain, freezing cold, sleet. And he was watching his daughter and her team play in summer uniforms because that's all they were issued, freezing. And he glanced over to the other field where the boys football team was playing with rain slickers, sweats, cozy blankets, heaters, right? And he turned to the dad of a daughter sitting next to him and said, this is crap. And that started him on a journey towards really making a difference for gender equality, happened to be in girls' sports, right? You can do this in a whole range of different arenas. But he started learning about some of the laws that govern um, equality in sports. He started learning about Title IX. He went to the school board. He asked for changes. And he pretty quickly became an expert in understanding what the obligations of schools are to actually provide equal opportunities for girls in junior high, high school, college sports. Um, And he made a huge difference. And I love that story because this was a dad who did not perceive himself to be an activist, did not perceive himself to be someone out there who you know um, was fighting for for social justice he saw something through his daughter's eyes and he realized this is a bigger issue and it's something that I can make a little difference in that's gonna help not just my daughter but a whole um, group of our next generation of girls and the book is really filled with stories of that Um, dads who saw something happening and said, I can make a difference. I can make a difference for my daughter, my daughter's friends, for our next generation of girls. And it can be small steps, big steps, every contribution really makes a difference.
1: I definitely found that as I was reading through the different stories in this book, I found them to be very inspiring and, and found them to be very unique in regards to the active role that the, these fathers have taken in their daughters' lives or in, or how their daughters have impacted what they do and the women that they interact with. So for me, it definitely made me start to think, in ways in which I do that for my own daughters or ways in which I can do that. And I think that anyone reading this book will definitely be able to do just that. Now, also in this book, there's a, a number of different resources. And you share a number of different resources that will help dads to be, be really better connected to this movement. For somebody that is listening right now that says, I want to take the first step. I want to be able to do something different here to be able to be that change agent in my own community, in my own household, in society, you know, whatever level that they feel that they wanna get committed on. What's that first step? What's that first step that they can take to be able to start making some changes?
0: I would say the first step is to connect with other dads. It's really hard to do this on your own. Um, And we learn from other people's stories, experiences, successes, failures, joys. So connecting with other dads, finding communities with other dads, I would say is really step number one. And I think second is really to have a conversation with your partner, if you have a partner um, in this um, parenting endeavor, Um, not all dads do, but if you have a partner, a spouse that you're working with, have a conversation about goals um, for you to become really co-equal partners in this. Um, And as a co-equal partner, that itself is something that is a first step towards doing gender equality work, right? By modeling shared caregiving, by modeling co-equal parenting that itself is gender equality needle moving work and that is the first step to opening doors to so much more so that's what i would think is the first step that i would suggest
1: now i know that one of the things that you created was a implicit bias test can you tell me a little bit more about that and i know that you're you were in in the book encouraging people to take this test to be able to get gain a better insight into their themselves.
0: Great. This is also um, a really easy first step, just to gain gain, as you said, insight. Um, and it's really for all of us. Um, so I didn't create the test, but um, it was created by a group of educators who collaborated with the UN women's he for she. Initiative, which is a campaign that really encourages men to become allies for gender equality. And so the test is called the Dads for Daughters Implicit Bias Test. The four is the number four, so dad's number four daughters. So you can type, you know, Google Dads for Daughters Implicit Bias Test. And so it's really quick. It's an online free tool and it's not just for dads, but it was created as a way to invite men into conversations about gender equality and the way this test works is it helps identify the unconscious ways in which all of us men and women alike associate certain roles certain characteristics certain jobs certain interests with male or female so it tests your speed reactions in identifying whether you think something is male-like, female-like, right? And you do it very, very quickly. And so it might reveal, for example, that even if we are very, very committed to thinking that women are just as as powerful leaders in the business world as men, and we're committed to that and we believe it, unconsciously, we still maybe associate traits of leadership with women um, without even realizing. It. And what's so powerful about this test is that one, it is completely non-judgmental. It reveals these associations that have been built up in all of our minds, men and women alike, um, that we don't have control over, right? That they society has taught us deeply ingrained in our brain. Um, but it makes us aware of them, which allows us to do something about them, right? Which allows us to take some actions and say, hmm, I might be actually assuming something about what my daughter might enjoy what path she might take, what might be a good um, class for her to take, for example, without even thinking about it. And while at the same time being truly committed to gender equality. Um, So it's non-judgmental. It's something that just identifies ingrained associations that we all have from living in a gendered society. And what I love about this dads for daughters test is that at the end of it, it actually identifies concrete steps that the individual taking the test might take to help address some of their strongest associations. So if the test reveals that you might have some some strong associations with leadership and women, it might give you a specific task or to try, which is the next time you're at work and you're in a meeting actually pay attention to who is speaking, who gets airtime and identify, are women speaking less than men? And if so, take a moment to ask a woman for their opinion in a meeting, right? So very specific concrete things that you can do to start overriding the unconscious implicit associations that we all have. So I love this as a first step, it's quick, it's easy, and it's eye-opening, it's eye-opening. And I will tell you that even I took the test And as someone who has studied gender equality, made a career of gender equality work for two decades, I have implicit biases that show up on this test. Um, So it's not something that is blameworthy, is problem, it's something that we just need to reveal to ourselves so that we can start making little small changes, small actions to override it, right? It requires a conscious override that we all have to continue working on. Great first step. Um, And again, it's called the Dads for Daughters Implicit Bias Test. Again, the four is the number four, and you can free online, um, Google that, and it just takes a couple of minutes to do
1: and we'll put the link in our notes today so that you can find it and you can try it yourself and see. I'd like to hear from you on what you find when you take this test. So definitely come over to Fathering Together. You can leave them leave a message on the, on the podcast itself and and let us know. You know, did you find that you have bias? Did you find that uh, that was it surprising to you what the results were? Or did it show you exactly what you thought was going to be there? Because I think every one of us have, I'm going to say, unconscious bias or invisible biases, things that we don't even realize are happening under the surface that we all need to know. But it's something that takes that additional effort to be able to go a little bit deeper, looking at ourselves in a little bit different ways, to be able to be not only a better person, but a better parent, to our kids. Michelle, you did a lot of research into this book um, and it definitely um, opened my eyes, but I'm sure that it opened your eyes too, to things that you didn't expect, things that might open up other opportunities for the future to delve a little bit deeper. What would you say is your next step? What were some of the aha moments that would be things that you now are saying, I didn't realize that I was going to learn this, but now I need to go and and do some more research because of that.
0: Yeah, one of the most interesting things that I learned was that in surveys, the majority of men of fathers say that they support advancing gender equality, but a large percentage of those men say, we don't know how to turn that support and that belief into action right? We want to do something, but we don't know how. Um, we don't know how to translate that into action. That, for me, was a really important wake-up to say, one of the things we need to do is actually invite dads into this conversation, figure out what the barriers are, and let dads know that even small actions can make a big difference. So learning that, one of the things that I'm really researching now is what are some of the hesitancies or the barriers for dads of daughters in particular, men in general, dads of daughters in particular, who really care about creating a more equal world for their daughter, but um, are afraid to say, speak up, say, call out sexism when they see it to have conversations about gender equality. And, you know, some of the barriers are dad's report, just a discomfort or fear, not thinking that they have the skill set to be able to do this, not thinking that they have the ability to mentor women, whether it is their own daughters or women at work, for example. and. I think one of the things we need to do is have more conversations between moms and dads, men and women, about how we're in this together and how gender equality actually is not about just creating a better, more equal world for our daughters, but it actually benefits all of us. That in those small ways where we break down gender stereotypes about girls and women, We're also doing important work to free up boys and men to be their authentic selves, right? Um, And so thinking about what are the barriers to engagement, um, talking about those, those fears, letting men know that you absolutely have the skill set and that simply by engaging and by learning and being involved, particularly by being engaged and involved fathers, which so many men are stepping into, leaning into, especially during this period of shelter in place, quarantine, COVID, non School; Those things matter. Um, and so that's really my next area is to figure out how to engage folks, um, how to engage dads of daughters um, in ways that make them feel comfortable and appreciated in this role that so many say they want to be involved in. Well,
1: Michelle, I just want to say thank you for the work that you've done. You know, the the people that you brought together in this book definitely have a story to tell. And the story is a very powerful one. I was particularly excited to see Josh Loves in there. Josh and I go back many years and his story is a powerful one. He's actually another guest that we've had here on the Dads with Daughters podcast. And really, I mean, his story is the story of his daughter and the story of him advocating for equal rights so that he could be. With his daughter so the things that you brought up in this book i am encouraging all people to read into and, and to definitely you'll learn from and uh, thank you for all the time and the effort that went into creating this resource because it's definitely something that that everyone can learn from now michelle we always finish our interviews with what we like to call our fatherhood five, but today we're going to call it the motherhood five because it's where we get to ask you five questions to delve deeper into you as a parent. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm going to ask you this because usually I usually this is the question I ask for dads, but I want you to answer it as as a mom. In one word, what is fatherhood? A journey. When would you say is a time that you finally felt that you succeeded at being a mother to a daughter?
0: One of my biggest moments of feeling success was as I've seen my two daughters become particularly recently, very socially aware and socially active when I saw them really seeing themselves as part of a bigger whole that they cared about. Um, one of my daughters launched with her friends a little mini business called Bracelets for COVID and they make bra- they hand make bracelets and they're selling them and all, all the profits are going to individuals who have really been um, hit hardest through COVID. And to see her look beyond herself, um, to see her become socially aware and to understand that she's part of a bigger whole, for me, that felt like a moment of success.
1: It's definitely a moment of success to be able to see your kids giving back and giving to others. I mean, without you pushing that is is so important. And it's definitely shows you that, that things are moving in the right direction for them as individuals, but also for you as a parent, you know, that you're doing things right in in that way too. Now, who would you say inspires you to be a better mom?
0: It's hard not to answer that question with my daughters, (laughs) by being with them, seeing how much I learn from them pushes me to want to be better, um, to realize uh, that there's so much more that I can be, um, that it's a growth journey for both of us together, seeing their passion, their compassion, their empathy, their leadership ability pushes me to want to be better as an a parent, an advocate, an ally for them. And finally,
1: what advice from all of the things that you learned within your book or your life experiences what advice would you give to dads with daughters today
0: the biggest advice i would give is spend more time listening than anything else Um, and listening is a powerful way to build empathy listening is a powerful way to learn Um, and listening by itself is a phenomenally powerful act of engaged parenting that matters um, that makes a big difference a huge payoff for daughters
1: well michelle as i mentioned it has been my pleasure having you here today thank you for the time the effort the passion that you put into writing this book and for the work that you're doing to be able to encourage fathers to be advocates for their daughters It's something that we talk about all the time here on the Dads with Daughters podcast and definitely something that within all of our fathering together communities that we encourage as well, um, especially our Dads with Daughters community. Uh, So we thank you for the work that you're doing and we wish you all the best.
0: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to chat with you. And I want to share my thanks to you for the important work you're doing. Thanks to all the engaged dads of daughters out there who are doing such important work. Thank you for building a community of dads of daughters sharing stories. I hope the stories in my book can contribute to that. I really appreciate the important work you're doing. Thanks for having me.
1: If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step by step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out